Do you feel responsible for filling the silence when having a meal? If questions like this have crossed your mind, then you're in good company. Today we'll be taking a closer look at some of the daily habits and social conventions that make up the monotony of life. Let's take a photo, send it to the cloud, and then literally never look at it again. <laughs> Grab your knitting needles and a blanket because it's time for three old friends to sit around and sew a new patch into their quilt of friendship. So join me, Dion, under the covers with Christian. Welcome to Patchwork. And Josh. Welcome to Patchwork. Now, before we get started, Dion, I'd like to ask you a question. <laughs> I just want to get your thoughts on something. Yeah, what's up? How do you feel about whistling? <laughs> oh wow! Um, uh, I, I don't. I'm. I don't know what you're referring to. I feel like I'm a good whistler, um, and I and um, especially in Canada, it's all right. you, you've, you, you've gotten very defensive. Don't worry, it's not about you. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, so now, how do you feel about whistling? Um, Knowing that the attack isn't coming. Yeah, yeah, great. I'm, <laughs> it's much better now. Uh, I think that I get annoyed when I hear someone whistling a tune that. I know, or that they repeatedly um, whistle the same tune. Okay, um, I think you. that's pretty annoying. Dude. And I and it and it's generally I imagine someone who's uncomfortable with silence. Someone like Josh, I'm imagining. <laughs> so, Dion, recently, <laughs> and and just as everyone found out last patch, I am coming to the end of my tenure living with Josh. Mm. I, I will be you're at the end out. of your tether. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Josh, I would say that it's because summer is upon us. Uh, things are, you know, flying through the air. <laughs> Josh is in a good mood around the home. And what has been getting me most is not that Josh is whistling, mm. is that he is arbitrarily whistling notes that are inconsequential to uh, one another. Ridiculous. They are not a tune. He's just whistling for the sake of whistling. That's madness. And hilarious. No, 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 no. Because you're not doing it at the time to be hilarious. Yeah, I was. No, you're not. Yes, I was. Okay. A demo, please. <laughs> okay. It's just like... And so you're not singing anything in particular. It's just whatever notes come to his head. He's whistling, There's right? There's attitude. There's nothing. But so, that's not like... But that's terrible. I, I, I think whistling <laughs> should be reserved for solo time. I understand that it's an enjoyable activity. Same as humming. Oh, but if I was doing a tune you knew... I would, I would put up with it. Really? I wouldn't love it. I don't think anyone loves hearing someone else whistle. Uh, if they're good at it, it's fine. There's one friend of ours who is a very, oh. very good whistler, Pado. Oh. He's absurd. He can he can hit the high notes all night long. <laughs> whistling whistling is the oral doodle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which right. I was really looking forward to saying. But right. you obviously don't judge people's doodling. Um, but Great point. Because you, you're, you're not, you, you wouldn't come to me and say Josh doodled some no, shocking, no, some but, shocking but figures. Josh isn't following you around with the notepad, scribbling and showing you <laughs> as he goes. Yeah, it's true. Josh, why do you why do you whistle? What sort of mood do you have uh, to be in to whistle? I think it's just general happiness, right? Like if you're in a feeling good, you might just bust out a whistle. And then when I realised what I was doing with Christian, I went harder, and it was very funny. <laughs> that would have been funny. Why yeah. is whistling a reflection of one's happiness? Yeah, it's know. a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah, there's there's some form of I need to find a, an output for the feeling I have inside. Unless it's to do with like I want to hear music or something like that. Like I'm in a good mood. I want to hear some music. I'll do my own. Can I ask you? It's was that music? I'll do my <laughs> own. No, no. Josh but, makes his own music. But do you think 
like, let's say, you know, slapping your chest or something or stomping your feet, <laughs> do you think you would have got equal enjoyment out of that as you did out of whistling? If I was a member of Tap Dogs, <laughs> I reckon... Um, Josh nah. has been tapping all over <laughs> the house. No, nah, I reckon there's something particular about the whistle that the the tune and the tone of it is is pleasant generally. Yes. I mean, also, not a very good whistler. Because I don't think yeah, that was me demonstrating shocking, shocking whistling. No, but yeah. even even like it's it wasn't it, like it, it sounded like it was through a filter or something. It wasn't it's, great. It's hard to do. I'm I'm worried about getting it into the microphone without just blowing into the just microphone. Do it to slide. Pretty good. Yeah, not good. that. That wasn't bad. I've got a. Have we not done whistling on the show before? We don't need to. It's a podcast. People oh, don't yeah, need to hear us whistling. So true. So anyway, true. the point being, I was a bit happy, and I realised that I'm yes. Christian, and I doubled down. And gee, we had a lot of fun. And he's moving out. <laughs> <laughs> so we're very, very lucky uh, in Melbourne. Um, we've just come out of uh, Dictator Dan's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, longest lockdown in the world um, And we're very, very fortunate um, To be out of lockdown now And able to walk around And do things that we've been wanting to do For a really long time uh, And one of the first things I did When I found out that we were coming out of lockdown Was I booked a haircut um, yeah. and Day I, one yeah, And it, it was... was- I just was sick of it. No, that's the because that. <laughs> what were you sick of? I'm sick of having semi-long hair because it was hey, honestly. Hey, hey. It was the it? first thing that we realised because we saw each other the first night <laughs> out, and it was the most notice noticeable thing about you. What? What? I don't understand. That seems like a completely reasonable thing to do to go get your hair done, I, like fresh, fresh boy off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I think my not issue with it, but like what was interesting to me is I've resisted the hair because I'm like it's going to be slammed. Yeah. I don't care that much to bother getting in that queue and maybe waiting for up to an hour no, or no, something. No, 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 no. I just booked. I just booked a couple oh, of days in book. advance. Of yeah, course. So I wasn't like lining up. Josh likes going to a barber shop. Yeah. I, d- I went to a barber shop, just one that booked. Yeah, books. but uh, the one I like. The one I like. <laughs> That's not a cool barber shop then. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. true. And and how did they do the back of your hair? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but that was a big priority for you. Was that one of the first things like, I want to get in here and, and get this done? Yeah, there was just like a few little things that I really wanted to do, like step foot into a shop. A barbershop, if you will. Um, uh, yeah, just little, yeah. little, tiny little freedoms that I really miss. Just having the freedom to do stuff. I'm. I don't consider myself a consumer at the best of times, but something about stepping foot into a shop and just browsing. Don't know why that is so appealing to me. Really? Like, I've actually freedom. thought that after recording today, stop, stop using that word. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I said it. It was mine. Yeah. Oh, Ste- freedom. No, just having the freedom to do what you want. But Christian, yeah. I've actually got a bone to pick with you now. Sure. I got a bone. Don't call yourself a consumer. What about all those Amazon packages downstairs? Uh, sorry, are you decorating a new home? Uh, no. That's right. <laughs> so how else do you think during lockdown I'm going to buy plates? From Amazon? No, my, my issue Some is from, from Kmart. $3 ones, mate. They're great. No, my, my issue is Amazon. I mean, I've got a Prime membership and I'm, I buy stuff sorry? regularly from there. Okay, I'll explain the reason that I have the Amazon things. Because there were some. I've made a big list of I've, things that I need for my home. Yep. And I had a look. I made sure I was like, I want to get, first and foremost, going to look for things from Australian stores if I can. Yep. But then I looked at some of the reviews for things like the oven mitts in particular. Mm. The ones on Amazon, which I couldn't find elsewhere, had like 13,000 five-star reviews. It's hard. Don't you want the oven mitts with 13,000 five-star yes, reviews? but don't you want to be invited to the Amazon groups that exist specifically on Facebook where people go, hey, I'll send you this product for free. 
all of the reviews, not all of them, because uh, it's 13,000, yeah. there are just garbage reviews. And that's the reason why I shop on there sometimes, because of the reviews. You yeah. can't go past 13,000 five-star reviews. But now, Christian, you can go to Maya. You can go to those stores and test what's, them out for yourself. Can I just ask, what's the difference? <laughs> going to Maya, Where the money to David goes. Jones, you can no, touch no. Amazon. It's destroying, it's destroying the planet. It's, it's a disaster. All, but all consumerism is destroying the planet. Unless true. you're consistently supporting small businesses, yeah. we're all destroying no, the no, planet. No, no, no. And I don't. And I'm not saying that. But I don't call myself not a consumer <laughs> in the best of times. <laughs> but but are, you, are, you, are you excited to be able to get back? Get back into David Jones. Go to Maya. Are you going to do any home shopping in David the Jones and Maya? Are they your know. choice? What are you I doing? Know, yeah, but I'm know. getting a Honestly, suit. Honestly, today I'm looking forward to going to the Homemaker Center. Yeah, where there's lots of different oh, center. Yeah, which one? You know, in Northland, there's oh. a Homemaker Center where you've got you can go see couches, then you can go oh, see yeah. uh, sofas. Yeah, it's they're, they're the same cool. thing. It'll be very quiet opening weekend as well. Yeah, there. it's going to be a nightmare. But do you think Christian? In now that we have the ability to go into those stores, you've been holding off on some purchases so you can actually go in yes, store and try it. Yes, of course, it. because a couch is difficult to buy yeah. online because you see pictures of people sitting in it and being comfortable. And in I've it. been looking at how de- like depressed. Oh, that is, that's the, so dumb. Yeah, because I'm like, is it a stiff depression? <laughs> like, or is there a lot of give? Because I want a couch with a bit of give. Yeah, yeah. And so the pictures don't do it justice. They get rid of the shadows. Do you think? Do you think you would be as excited for retail opening if you weren't moving out? Ah, uh, no. Yeah, wow, okay. No, no, not at all, because I don't think you I You're not a consumer at the best of times. I'm not a consumer <laughs> at the best of times. <laughs> that is so funny, though, Christian. So you're looking at the person, you're going, right, they weigh about 75 kilos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the depression is that. And then you're yeah. doing, oh, God, that's funny. But Do it's you- also about how the, the, the fabric uh, touches their skin in the image. Okay. <laughs> You've spent way too much time looking at this shit. Yeah, I've looked at a lot of couches online. So Dion's hitting the barber early. One of your most excited things, Christian, is to get out to get a couch. Let's use that as your example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, one of your top that's been one of your top boys coming it, out of lockdown. It really lockdown. has been. Coming out of lockdown, I'd like to go and buy things for this place that I'm moving into. Mm-hmm. What about yourself, Josh? Uh not shopping side of things. Mm. It's just, I think it's just to the pub with friends. Yeah. It's to see more than one singular friend at a time. Yes. That's, that was weird because we went to a couple of dinner parties on the first weekend and it was just strange having, you know, eight of my good friends all together mm. in the same room. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really interesting. Although wasn't there a strange moment, which really resonated with me, where we were at this dinner dinner... And dinner, dinner, di- yeah. Well, dinner party, dinner party has dinner weird party. connotations. Dinner party's awful. Yeah, yeah. it was a Shocking. dinner, dinner. Yeah, and there was a moment of absolute silence, and I was, was like, a few. yeah, and I was like, there, okay, this normally lasts for like a second or two, then someone, and it lasted for about ten seconds. Woo! And eight people, I, I, I was in physical pain. I could feel myself starting to like, like yeah. the inside of my body. Wanted to come out through my skin. I was I was okay with it because I'm like, it's not a first date. You know what I mean? So it doesn't were matter you, were too you, much. Were you okay with it, or did you just whistle your way through the, <laughs> <laughs> the ten seconds? Um, oh, it was it was it was noticeable and weird, but it like it didn't bother me the same way it clearly bothered Christian. Yeah. I wasn't like doing the mental filing cabinet, which is what I sometimes do. Go, what can I say? What can I say? What can I think of? What's interesting? Da, da, da. Which yeah. is what I am excruciatingly going through at all moments. Yeah, and and that's why this podcast helps me because. If there's any silence, <laughs> it's a bad podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, do you have, have you had the sense so far that you should be doing something? Right. Ah. And for those, just to set the context again, for those of you listening, 
we are in Melbourne. We record this podcast in Melbourne. We have been in in quite a lengthy lockdown and we've just come out of it. So a lot of you across the world have already been in and out of your lockdown. Some of you still might be in lockdown. So please write to us if you're struggling. We know what it's like. It sucks. But we've just come out of it. Do you feel this pressure to be doing something? I feel like I always do. And and it's that question when you get asked it, like at work, how was your weekend? Finally, you have an answer. Like, whereas I just didn't ask, like, what do you, like during lockdown, I just didn't ask that question at all. It's just mm. like not worth asking the question. But now I've always felt that pressure mm. where you just got to seem like you got, st- well, you got you to appear like you got stuff going on, even if you do have stuff going on, which I generally yeah. do. I've generally got stuff on every day, but... I, I feel that pressure. Do you feel the same, Josh? I, I feel there's more pressure now to have done something. Like I had a night in last night mm. and I felt like a bit of a loser. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. It's, it's the second weekend out. Yeah. That's because it was a Friday night though. <laughs> <laughs> but like it was really weird thing of like ordinarily, you know, it's oh, have a night in and treat yourself and whatever that kind of stuff. Yeah. But now it feels like a night in, you've just had two months of that, mate. Yeah. Do something with your time. So I, I've got to get better at, Getting out there and organizing stuff, I think. Yep. I, I have found the best way to respond to that question, if I haven't done something, is just to say that I went outside because people get really impressed by having sun on your skin. <laughs> like, that's an activity. So, so I would ask you, what did you do for the, the weekend? The weekend? Oh, I, I went for a, a really lovely walk. I, I was so good to get the sun on me. And then people will just immediately... It's like you've, you've broken... It's a circuit breaker. They go, oh yeah, sun on skin. Have you ever lied? Do you reckon? Have you added something in? So you know, like did this on Friday night, did this during the day, and then saw some friends on Sunday, and the saw some friends no. on Sunday is not true. Never no. done that. Why? Neither have I. <laughs> well, actually, we had a listener, Frankie, email us during the week asking about this question of how was your weekend and the etiquette around how soon after you ask it. I think in Melbourne in mm. particular, that question now it's it's back on. Yeah, that, que- that question yeah. left for a few months and now it's back completely. Weren't they asking as well, how long after the weekend can you ask yeah. that question? So if it gets to Wednesday, you can't ask how's the weekend. I think, I think now we've got, you've got a month that you can ask that question as much as you want and it's completely fine. What? So four weeks ago, how was your no, no, weekend? No, I mean for the next month because we're just out of lockdown. Yeah. You can ask that question oh, day or night anytime you want Christian, because it's more interesting. On a Friday, you can't ask how your weekend the previous weekend oh, was. Yes, I can. think you have to be a little more forgiving because Bloody we're hell. just out. Oh my so God. So if someone says, hey, what did you get up to last weekend? And it's Friday morning, you kind of have to be... And then, then the pressure mounts to be like... You've hail Mary to this question mm. with the expectation that I did something. That's when the pressure is on. Yeah. And it's also that thing of when you ask someone, how's your weekend? They reel off all these things and you haven't done much that weekend. How do you feel? Is it fine? I feel like being comfortable with not doing anything is an amazing place yeah. to be, right? Yeah. You should be comfortable with that. Yeah. You don't have to do something every second. Or, or you just answer like, why can't we just say, oh, it was a good weekend. Full stop. Ah, because you're not giving someone. You've got to give them more than that. Isn't you know, it a conversation? It's not just a question yeah, and it's answer. Be, you're right. It's meant to be a conversation starter. Yeah, yeah. good one. But <laughs> I think the, 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 the easiest response... Hang on. If it's a conversation starter, let them do the brunt of the work. Oh, so you, you hit that back to them and they're like, all right, pick that up. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> you asked the question. But I think that the easiest response to it, which is now everyone will be using, caught up with some friends. Yeah, I just caught up with it some is friends. Easy, isn't it? There's the, did you go to yeah. the house? Did you, whatever. I just caught up with some friends. Okay, so they were the, they were running away. I caught up to them. <laughs> yeah. for, the, for those of you listening, and you because you will inevitably get these questions 
you caught up with some friends, you're excited to go shopping, <laughs> and you went for a bloody long walk, got some sun, <laughs> sun on, on your skin. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to Melbourne Zoo. It's wonderful to have you on this private tour once again. How are you both? You both excited to be back at the zoo? Absolutely. Yeah, I've been waiting to go shopping for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get we'll get the uh, the tour underway now. First up, we're going to head to the lake, and we've got some lovely swans here. Now, the interesting thing about swans is they're not naturally buoyant. They only float on an empty stomach, and this is why you'll often see them return to shore after feeding on the water. Oh. Feeding on the water. As in, they've been feeding out of the water. <laughs> they fill up and they've got to come back to I shore. love the idea of them having little bowls on the water and <laughs> yeah. feeding out of it. Oh, so not naturally buoyant. No. Uh, as in buoyant mood or as in... Uh... <laughs> no, they would sink like a stone. Oh. So you're saying when they're out at water and feeding, yes. it's a dramatic race to get back to shore, otherwise they die. Uh, they don't die, they just sink. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're saying that swans also can breathe underwater? Uh, no, no, because we have a very shallow pond and they've got very long necks. It's a little bit like a submarine. Yeah, yeah, so periscope up okay. and, they, and they paddle along, running along. And are they are those submarines made in... Um, so- <laughs> it's the nuclear powered swans. Okay, I think, we'll, I think we'll move on to the next exhibit. Great football team name, yeah. nuclear powered swans. <laughs> um, now, guys, very excited. We've got the gorillas over here. Now, I didn't know. You know, I don't know if you know this, but gorillas' feet smell so bad that they never smell them and they try to keep them as far away from their face as possible. And this is why you'll never see a gorilla sleeping or resting near the feet of another one. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. So with gorillas, are the four limbs all feet or does it have arms and uh, feet? Arms and feet. The bottom arms two are, feet. Yeah, the bottom two are the feet. So as as the expert, mm. yep. how, how do the back legs... Yes, that's and a better word. How mm. do they... How are they kept so stinky and the front legs not, considering they're exposed to the same... Because it's to do with the pores on the skin and they trap a lot of oils and the oils absorb the smell and the smell is distributed on the gorilla's feet. Oh, that's really interesting. And does the... (laughs) (laughs) What was that? Um, Does the the smell go anywhere else? And is there anything sort of... Is it it related to mating at all? Uh, No, the smell goes straight into the nostril. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And it is very just. It's actually very distressing for them, and you'll you'll often hear them uh, crying out if they get too close to another gorilla's feet. Oh, oh well, maybe okay. if like, we ah! just uh, maybe wow. just a bit of silence, we, we might be able to hear him now. Let's just see if. <laughs> yeah, see, it's brutal. <laughs> it almost sounded like Josh screaming. <laughs> yeah, it did, didn't it? Very similar. Oh, we'll keep moving on the tour. Um, the final exhibit for today's tour is. The mouse enclosure? Great. Mouse. Um, this is enormous. <laughs> it's too big, surely. Now, I will I will warn you guys. I don't know if you knew this, but if you feed a mango to a mouse, it will explode. And this oh. is due to the high amounts of acid that is in the mango. The digestive tract of a mouse is very low pH levels, and that has a strong and explosive reaction when met with high acid foods. Wow. Oh. So you're saying that near the equator... A lot less mice. <laughs> or a lot more yeah. explosions. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a very primitive way to go to war. It's alright, we don't need we don't need weapons manufacturing. Well, that's actually right, because back in the eighteen hundreds, what they used to do is they'd take mice, 
give feed them a bit of mango and then so toss them over the trenches. Do you have? How much time before the mango explodes? The fuse, the mango based yeah, yeah. mouse fuse. Uh, it's only about uh, 10 seconds or so. So it's much like a grenade. Yeah. Okay. Is there any evidence of a, mi- a mouse swallowing a pip? Have you seen, <laughs> <laughs> have any of your mice ever swallowed that pip? Um, I don't know anything about mangoes yep. except this giant stock of mangoes we have here. <laughs> oh, so you keep mangoes in the mouse enclosure. Man, if this zoo gets invaded, we are ready. <laughs> Now, some of you may know uh, my other comedy project, Game Boys Comedy, we recently completed a season at the Melbourne Fringe Festival. Um, the show was called Hey Hey, It's Lockdown. It was a piss take of an old 90s variety show here in Australia. Super mega popular, massive show. Um, and it's, it was called Hey Hey, It's Saturday. So one of the people who was on Hey Hey and was notoriously snubbed for their 50th anniversary was Kamal. Mm. And this is the story of how I became friends with Kamal. <laughs> Now, for those of you who don't know Kamal, he was a big singer back back in the 80s. So, throughout the 90s, um, just this sort of lounge singer, massive, played Carnegie Hall a couple of times. Now, he's, he's 87, so he's, he's getting up there now. Big singer, big superstar, amazing guy. So, as I said, he was notoriously snubbed for the Hey Hey 50th. So, in a bit of a moonshot, I thought, let's just tweet him. So, it started with a tweet and I just said, hey, at official Kamal. We're a comedy group doing a Hey Hey It's Saturday spoof at Melbourne Fringe. We'd love you to be a part of our Hey Hey since no one asked you to be a part of the real Hey Hey's 50th anniversary show. Please send us a message. We would love to connect. So I fired that off, completely forgot about it. The next day, he replied, mm. I would love to be the elephant in the room. Oh, he wonderful. Says. And I quickly tweeted back. I was like, amazing. How can we contact you? Can you please direct message us or send us an email and gave our email address. So... We didn't hear from him via Twitter for a few days. And we thought, oh, well, he's forgotten about it. It's all done. The show was coming up like the next day. We're like, oh, no big deal. Then we got a call from the festival director. Apparently, Kamal had called the Melbourne Fringe offices where the receptionist, a 21-year-old expat Kiwi, answered the (laughs) phone. What followed was confusion on both sides of the phone as this person who had absolutely no idea who Kamal was tried to work out what the hell he was on about. (laughs) It's Kamal. Who? Kamal, don't you know who I am? No, sorry, who is this? <laughs> Eventually, what was thought to be an audience member's complaint about racism in a Hey Hey It's Saturday parody <laughs> show was passed on to the festival oh. director. But not long after that, we got to speak with the man himself, the self-proclaimed elephant in the room. Mm. Now, we talked on the phone with him for about half an hour <laughs> and we just let him talk and absolutely amazing stories kept coming out of his mouth. So during this half hour conversation, out of nowhere, he asks, so how did I get Bob Hope to introduce me for my second performance <laughs> at Carnegie Hall? <laughs> you, I don't know. Were you, were you friends with him? Okay. It was 1984, <laughs> the year of the faxes. They just arrived in Australia. Faxes. <laughs> anybody in Sydney was invited to Marketplace to send a fax to anybody in the world. So he'd met Bob Hope a few times before and he knew that he was going to be in New York at Carnegie Hall the night before his concert to wow. raise money for the New York Zoo. Wow. <laughs> so he's like, okay, cool. He faxed through to Bob, I know you're performing for the New York Zoo. Would you mind staying around to raise money, not for a whole zoo, but for a single camel? Oh. And that's because people used to call him camel instead of cabal. <laughs> 
we, so was, we were so lost. We are like, what? So good. Oh, okay, great. Then, so then Kamal says, you know, Bob got the joke and he said, yes. So he ended up opening for Kamal. Bob Hope ended up opening for Kamal and getting a standing ovation for his 10 minutes of material while Kamal had to work two hours to get his. <laughs> well, it's Bob Hope. <laughs> it's Bob Hope. <laughs> So the whole thing was just this amazing conversation. It kept unraveling, but always with the exact years, which I loved. So he's like, in 1958, he was gigging around, singing at nightclubs. And after one show, some guy invited him to play at his party. Kamal agreed, went along to sing at this party. And after a wonderful rendition of Silent Night, the guy's super excited. He comes up to him, he grabs his hand, puts a 10 pound note in it. It's about 150 bucks these days. So it turns out that party was a news limited party. And the guy was Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And this was only the start of his relationship with Rupert Murdoch, right? So the following year in 1959, Rupert bought a TV station and Kamal did the first ever live television show in Australia. Oh my Whoa, God. Are you serious? Yeah. That's amazing. So three years later in 1962, Rupert and his family, they moved to Sydney and Rupert, he'd go to watch Kamal. Don't you love that Josh is also doing the dates now as well? <laughs> just like Kamal. And also the fact that Rupert Murdoch, it's like when you hear Rupert, it's kind of like he would have just been this little shitty kid, but put it with Murdoch and it's yeah, vampire. It's so different. So in 1962, Rupert and his family moved to Sydney um, and they would go and watch Kamal pretty much weekly. Yes. And so Rupert said to him, he's like, you should come to Sydney. So this is, they were in Adelaide at the time. You should come to Sydney. You're going to be a star. And so he organised for Kamal to perform at Hotel Australia for six weeks. At the end of his final performance, after those six weeks, Kamal went to say goodbye. And as he was leaving, Rupert grabbed his sleeve and he said, where do you think you're going? I'm going back to Adelaide, said Kamal. No, 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 no. You're going to stay here. You're going to be a star. But where will I stay? With us. Whoa. So he lived in Sydney with Whoa. the Murdochs for the next three years. Whoa. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, this is see. That's why he gives dates because he's fact checking. He's like, you don't believe me? <laughs> yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Would uh, should give months. I think if he's properly fact checking, yeah. but yeah. times. <laughs> so his relationship with his family is crazy. He even sang at Dame Elizabeth Murdoch's ninetieth birthday. Apparently, she was a huge fan. Oh. Um, and just as a little FYI, they had Jose Carrera sing at her hundredth, but Dame Elizabeth fell asleep. So I let you decide who was oh the better God. performer oh. for that one. <laughs> Um, he also had some amazing ideas for gags in the show. So he was obsessed with being oh. the elephant in the room because his biggest hit is a 1975 song. It's called The Elephant Song. Went to number one in the Netherlands and Belgium. Big hit for him. Yep. His most hilarious suggestion was as follows. <laughs> you could have a picture of an elephant and then I revealed behind it, I could be wearing a trunk. <laughs> People might see the trunk and say, tusk, tusk. <laughs> And if you want the elephant to drop a few out the back, that's okay too. <laughs> He's such a good sport. Oh, it's so hilarious. Such a good sport. So over the next week or so, had more emails, texts and calls from Kamal almost daily, but I think I might leave that a story for another time. Yeah, oh, that's yes, wonderful. Please. That's great. Do you know what do you know what I love? I love hearing this from your perspective because I was a witness <laughs> to it unfolding and just Josh yeah. walking into the kitchen and going, I just I just spoke to Kamal on the phone for 30 minutes. I was like, Kamal, Kamal. And he's like, Kamal. <laughs> it was such an amazing thing to witness unfold. He's such a lovely guy, though. I think it sort of comes back to that, his whole thing about the kindness of strangers and everything. Yeah. Like, it's such a core tenet of who he is. Yeah. Is that the highest profile person you've ever met? Surely you had a 30-minute phone call with. <laughs> but, like, how did you feel it's when probably... you were talking to him? Was it, like, pretty normal? Um, it was probably the most 
wild, like yeah. far removed thing, oh, right? We've had just... Tony Martin, we've had Andy Lee on the show. No, but yeah, yeah, that's like, true. Kamal's that's a true. different level. That's right? what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's a completely separate universe, right? Yes. This guy is just like, yeah, okay, I'm just chatting and telling these amazing stories. It's awesome. So good. So, Josh, your future story, what might what might that allude to? Um, probably just some of the some of the follow ups we had. Yeah, great. So after he did the performance on the show, just oh. checking in and. Trying to get more yeah. press and like, what about this? Dion, it's act two. That's when the sex and the drugs are introduced. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for those of you who might not have heard it, we actually got Kamal to do an amazing voiceover for us. Um, so in Game Boys, we have a fictional fast food restaurant called McKayef Taco King. And Kamal graciously lent his voice to our latest commercial. We will post the ad on our social oh, yeah. media so you can see the visuals. But here's the audio. We start with the finest chips. <laughs> Smother them in rich gravy. Put them on some of our tasty chicken inside a taco. Get that between two burger buns. Put that on a pizza. Wrap it up like a suwalki. Here comes the salad. What about nuggets? And all that can only be served in a bucket? We call it Whopping Big Chicky Nugget McBucket, but we think you'll call it delicious. Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? We love hearing you're really good, so make sure that you're jumping on our social media every fortnight on a Friday and posting your best really goods underneath our post. But this week, we're going to do something a little different. Hmm. You know what's Philly good? <laughs> Correctly guessing the beginning of the drum fill during the Phil Collins classic, In the Air Tonight. Wow, Philly, Philly good. Philly good. Philly good. You know what's Philly good? Sleeping in a bed with velvet sheets. Feeling oh, good. Feeling good. Feeling good. good. And you know what's feeling good? Transplanting a seedling into a pot and having exactly the right amount of soil. Oh, feeling <laughs> good. Feeling good. Feeling good. Thank you so much for listening to Welcome to Patchwork for another week. I've been Dion. <laughs> uh, yes, it's awesome being out and about. We hope that you are all in uh, good situations in the world. Um, if you're not, let us know. Write to us. Um, we love hearing from you. Uh, we have Discord. We've got Twitch. We've got Facebook, Instagram. Christian, what else have we got? We've got. I just, I just realised that you said if you're in a shit situation, we love hearing from. We you. love always that, love. That's, that's yeah. to help. Yeah. That's to provide, <laughs> not you, to laugh. Yeah. If you're happy, don't. Want to hear about it? Yeah, no way. But it's it's been really nice to see since our last call out for reviews on Apple Podcasts. Mm. We've had quite a number of them come through. So please, if you've got your phone with you right now, even if you've got your phone with you later, please take out your Apple Podcasts app and give us a review. It actually helps so much. Yeah, I know you guys don't know how it works. But just trust us, it helps. Well, I don't know how the vaccine works, and I don't know how Apple Podcast reviews works, okay? So I don't know. And people are anti review. <laughs> 
Oh, and also just a quick update on the Fringe Awards that we mentioned last time. Yeah. So we were nominated for Spirit of the Fringe and Best Work at Festival. We didn't win any of those, but we did win the Sound and Technical Excellence Award. Hey, congratulations. Excellent. Congratulations. Interesting, a lot of Game Boys content in this uh, in this show. Oh, and also my brother, Eden, who I do Game Boys with, his podcast, Cancelled Movie Report, just got nominated at the Australian Podcast Awards for Best Arts and Culture Podcast. Oh, yeah. We're in good company here. Company. We are in Le- good leave company. That, leave that word to me, please, Leave that word to leave me. That word, leave that leave word to me. <laughs> and as we Dion do... Dion doing his best Kamal. <laughs> <laughs> and as we do every week, we sew a new patch into our quilt of friendship. Josh, what patch did you sew? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dion. My patch this week was Christian heading to the shops for some retail therapy and picking up a kilo of mangoes and a six-pack of mice. (laughs) Christian, what patch did you sew this week? This week, I sewed into my patch the terrifying sound of an air raid during wartime in the tropics. (laughs) Squeak! And Dion, what did you sew into your patch this week? And my patch this week is Christian and Josh adding to the mouse problem in their house from a few patches ago by ordering 400 locally sourced mice on Amazon Prime. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork for another week. I've been Dion. I've been Josh. And I've been Christian. Goodbye. 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 Discovering its sexuality. Uh, what is it? That's a gorilla masturbating for the first time. Go for it. Doesn't quite know what it's doing. Yeah. Oh. 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 Oh